Microsoft not being able to work internally on new features as much as they want to. The new GPT-4 app that can be life-changing for visually impaired people. They have started to create fashion items that can outsmart the surveillance technology. Welcome to our weekly tech review, where we explore the latest trends, news and updates from the world of technologies like VR, AR, blockchain, space technologies, AI, social media and consumer electronics. Whether you're a seasoned innovation expert or just starting in tech, this podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with the latest and constantly changing world of technology. I don't know who's on camera what, because Tarek is not here, but he will edit it later on. But with me today are Chris, Vincent and myself, Henrike. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy and Update. You can watch all our episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts while you work out, drive or maybe even travel through space. And without further ado, I play the random generator. And because the last weeks, I think, Vincent, you've been the last one to discuss your articles each episode. Um, you're the first one today. Ah, that's so exciting, Henrique. Thank you very much. And I, uh, I have to say it's quite a, quite a change not having Tarek here with us. Uh, I know. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's still you're doing great uh, as the moderation. Thank you so much. Um, and um, yeah, my first article is from the information. It's unfortunately, it's a paid article. Uh, but it is a very exclusive take they have on this topic, so I was I had no ch other chance to bring it than to bring it. And it is about Microsoft and OpenAI and the GPU power it actually needs to perform uh, AI uh, yeah, work, uh, if you want to call it so. Um, and it is a very interesting uh, information that the information brought us today because it is about Microsoft not being able to work internally on new features as much as they want to because they have so much GPU and server space all reserved to customers of the Azure Cloud. Um, Everybody who's listening who does not know what the Azure Cloud is, Azure Cloud is like AWS, but from Microsoft. It's for businesses to use uh, cloud computing services and obviously also ChatGPT, uh, OpenAI in its API, all of that is included in the Azure offerings. So if you want to use that, you need to be an Azure customer or use the free version. Um, that being said, uh, the big challenge there is that obviously all of that needs computing power and Microsoft currently is estimating such a use of Office 365 uh, computing power when the new features launch they will be presented on Thursday I think um, and uh, so Thursday of this recording for everybody who's listening a bit later is the 23rd of March 2023 and um, Microsoft is estimating so much, plus the uh, what customers already are using on the Azure space uh, or cloud computing capabilities, that in the end, Microsoft Teams have to wait for days, sometimes weeks or even months to get approved for a certain amount of GPU power to use to develop new features. And that's interesting because obviously to drive development even further, Microsoft needs to develop. So the balance between the one having customers and using what 
is already existing and developing new features obviously is a very difficult one. Um, some cover, most of the customers don't experience any kind of delay in the use of their services. Um, one customer stated the information that actually that customer is uh, having issues in logging into it, but there was no comment from Microsoft about that. So, summary, Microsoft will launch new features on Office 365. With that, they are estimating that even more people will be using the services of OpenAI and ChatGPT4 model. And that leads to a lot of the available GPU and computing power being blocked um, from internal developments at Microsoft. Um, the solution to this is on the horizon. Microsoft is currently working with NVIDIA, testing out their new uh, B2B uh, GPU, or server GPU, BGP is wrong in that uh, environment, uh, to have access to even more powerful GPUs. However, that obviously is just a testing phase. So up until then, Microsoft will need to balance. But it's very interesting to see that su such a tech giant with such tremendous success actually is struggling with that currently. And I hope they find the right balance because I think the GPT-4 model is great, but we are definitely still on the brink of what's possible. I, I mean, as you say, this is, I mean, for a big tech giant like them, I would have thought they either would anticipate that in one way or another, or, you know, like being aware that this could happen and take precautions. But this, it seems like this has been rather a surprise for them as well, the way you, you summarized the article. I mean, as long as customers are not affected by it for Microsoft business model today, this is not a big issue, but Microsoft now has a very interesting or very attractive position because it is currently the leader of the, when we look at the big four tech companies, when it comes to the, the offerings of AI services to a wide array of customers and not only to a very closed and exclusive test, I'm looking at Google here. And um, therefore, I, I think it's quite challenging and I hope they make the right decision, just as I said, because um, they need to evolve their features and, and, and test things properly uh, because otherwise i mean the, all of this is just one backlash away from um, maybe being just one of the big tech companies again right now everybody's looking at open ai is like the unicorn and all of those um, even though it's not fair when we look at other um uh other artificial artificial intelligence models um but yeah still uh, I, I agree with you. It's it's quite interesting that they have this uh, this challenges, but last sentence um, it, to be also fair, I think the amount of computing that is currently needed um, for big operations like globally available Bing Chat, ChatGPT as its own thing even though they also have own co computing capacity we saw ChatGPT 4 or gpt4 model being much more powerful also needing more computing power partnering with microsoft there azure cloud being generally the one that needs all the computing power anyways that's what it was predicted for and now adding the 365 office cloud to those offerings and then therefore bringing it to i mean we will use it um in India, people will use it. In the United States, people use it. I think 
they just a need more data and b i think we cannot just not really comprehend what it means uh to operate all of that fluently and efficiently i think microsoft is in germany you would say hindering desperately uh mm. looking to expand in that field because they just need more yeah true if our tech review is valuable for you please give us feedback with a like or a comment that would help us tremendously and it wouldn't cost you anything and if you don't want to miss the next episode just click on the subscribe button and now back to the news and now this i also have i think a chat related article so maybe i simply go next um go ahead need to need to check which one i mean in the end they're all kind of related to it um yeah the one from next web um if you want to open them it's uh the new chat or the new gpt4 app that can be life-changing for visually impaired people so um bringing a use case here um because I've read this week and you probably too a lot of uh, news about um, that ChatGPT the history is being temporarily unavailable and then in other news the history was displayed to other users like your history and sometimes even more information uh, behind that like chat information and then that startup started to replace developers by GPT-4 etc which were always like not so nice news but just today i stumbled upon this use case and i thought i bring that because it's quite uh, uplifting um be my eyes is a danish startup that has now integrated gpt4 image recognition um, into their app for visually impaired users so for people who are blind or have a low vision um, the feature is named virtual volunteer and it allows the users to take a photo of, of any object or something that is in front of them and get information about it, um, including getting directions or recipes or whatever it is. Previously, the app relied completely on human volunteers for this support system, but now the new feature takes advantage of, the, um, yeah, of GPT-4, as I said, that allows to analyze both images as text, as input, as we know. Um, they will roll out the app quite cautiously with beta testers first. And I think I saw below at the bottom of the article that you can still uh, put yourself on the waiting list if you like have any visual um, burden um, to become one of the beta testers. Um, because those who have already tested this described as a life changing um so which is quite quite interesting and um there's a video in the article where you can see various use cases for example they then call it be my gym partner be my fashion advisor my green thumb my translator my guide my map my whatever um so i think uh, this is a great example of how this technology can actually then really make a difference for people who are you know really um, have difficulties in their day-to-day -day life and um, not having to rely on volunteers <laughs> through an app but really make use of technologies is I mean it sounds trivial but um, it's just now due to GPT-4 that they can actually use it um, I think that's uh, one of those no Chris you go first I spoke too much today I know is there still this noise in the background a little bit <laughs> I'm sorry about that <laughs> yeah my fan is um, running up and down all the time um, yeah, I like this idea actually a lot. Um, 
so many associations there. The first question is: Is that really for blind people also, also or for 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 people who have like um, some kind of sight which is not optimal, or really also for blind people? Because it uh, says in the article both, and I also thought like I totally get it for the if you're like visually impaired, if you just like have a low vision yeah, yeah. in that regard, because you still have to kind of use the app and know where to to push and everything. If you have like a smartphone. But it's also for blind people, and I thought, well, obviously there probably are tricks and and Apparently, ways yeah. for blind people to use smartphones these days. So they state it's it's for both actually. Yeah, yeah, I had the same questions regarding like um, people who are blind, how to deal with a with a smartphone. But anyway, so um, I like the idea a lot because uh, I could imagine. I mean, it's so simple, right? But so effective, so helpful. Like um, very often, the easiest things are the best. And um, also here you have really um, like a, a great effect um, in yeah in that specific area. Um, I was thinking also that um, it's called the virtual um, uh, volunteer. So the volunteer work actually is really big in Denmark anyways. Um, so in that sense, it's also a bit of a pity that um, that volunteer uh, um, area, so to say, is taken away um, by an app, by ChatGPT. So again, this is funny if you have this association as well, that ChatGPT is not only taking away the these all the design jobs nowadays, <laughs> or some of the editorial jobs, but also voluntary work. Um, but nonetheless, I think there will be uh, other voluntary areas where people actually can do helpful stuff um, and um, yeah I think as I said this is this is really uh, amazing and and um, a cool idea and not only that it's um, like dealing with things which have to be recognized but also something like be my gym partner also which is more active or be my translator I mean we had that that with Google Translate before but of course I could imagine that this now gets into another onto another level um for 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 people who have like these uh, visual um how did you call it um visual problems somehow yeah i mean even some of the examples um i mean obviously people like us who can see we we have lots of opportunities to uh to get support when it comes also to to other languages like the be my translator function that is in the app but in the video you see a person really scanning like a, or like taking a photo of a drink that is you know like with chinese signs completely and then it just reads out loud yeah this is a drink with and it contains this this and this i mean it's even handy um for you know for people who are not like that visually um yeah now i'm also losing the word but um having those having those issues um but yeah and it's 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 interesting to see like the one example in the gym the person is going through the gym and like taking a video and then it says like yeah now the second to the right is the one who's actually you know free for you to use uh, like the treadmill and stuff it's just really really handy oh. ah, okay so it's not like it's it's doing some kind of gym exercises with you but just more or less guiding you through the gym in this case It probably also does guiding you through exercises, but that is the, uh, I mean, I don't know, but in the video you just see um, how that person is going through the gym and gets um, information on, you know, 
which uh, things are free. Yeah, Chris, I don't think that it will take away jobs uh, of volunteers or volunteering with block volunteering because um, the issues, as far as I understand, Henrik, and when I look at the article, I, I, I understand it, that the, the, the challenges uh, this, apps helps, uh, this app helps people who are visually impaired mostly are things that not a volunteer would solve for you, but would just make your life a bit difficult. The website shows a great example of uh, two shirts that uh, have both stripes and you could take a picture of those shirts and ask which one is the one with the red stripes. And um, I think this is something where probably you would not have a volunteer do that for you, but obviously what you would do is you would... <sighs> don't buy stripes um, or something like that. So I think um, I think most of the tasks that this helps with is not replacing volunteers. Um, it is more making the daily challenges someone who is visually impaired or has problems problems with their vision generally I think or other problems challenges. I think those challenges that have just to be overcome every day by those people um, it just makes them easier for them you think that is the the target yeah. yeah i mean they they do mention that it takes over most of the stuff that the human volunteers usually help them with but they also said it won't replace that entirely because if you as the user are not happy with the you know with the response or you simply prefer to have a human answering your questions then you can still call a human volunteer so they do not want to completely uh, replace that um, and yeah. in markets calling volunteer quite well I mean when you look at the screenshot it, it shows very much do you are you happy with that answer do you want to call a volunteer yeah I think the good thing is um, it makes you more independent if you want that right so um, on the other hand uh, of course it takes away the social contact because as far as I got it the volunteer beforehand um, was not just like um, a help giving context to your personal environment but also um, like was kind of a like social company, right? And that of course is a way now. Although we had that also in, in other tech reviews that uh, ChatGPT and uh, other apps like that can also become some kind of social company you can talk to, you can actually uh, have a nice evening with. So if you want to put it that way. And um, yeah, so maybe depending on your characters um, it might be an, a, a replacement maybe or uh, at least uh, an enhancement of um, a human volunteer yeah and now this all righty chris sh should we jump to your first article which one is that well, Why first? You, you have to. So we only have one here in this round henrike <laughs> oh true true which one should we which one are we looking at um, so I have brought actually the uh, article about the $400 uh, sweater tricks, facial recognition cams into thinking you're a dog. Alrighty. So, and uh, that is actually um, a, a funny, funny article. So uh, we have like, um, yeah. I've brought here today. So this is uh, actually about facial recognition and uh, facial recognition is coming up all over the world. Uh, now it's a more or less um, all day thing with the upcoming AI and uh, the upcoming 
um, surveillance and uh, therefore of course there's also some kind of let's say growing concern about how um, data this data actually could be abused uh, in worst case and um, so people think on, on various um, areas how to avoid that and one of those people actually is um, a fashion designer starter called Cape Able or Capable and um, they have started to create fashion items that can outsmart the uh, technology, the surveillance technology, the cameras, uh, to protect the various privacy and um, the individual identity, so to say. And um, this is based on um, the designs which Capable actually has put into their new collection. Um, and they have designed something which mess in, in their fashion, actually, which massively irritates um, the recognition algorithms. And um, if you look in the article, you see some, some pictures of the fashion which they have there, uh, or that they have there, and it's very colorful, right? So it looks a little bit like Christmas sweaters or something. But um, these kind of um, fashion items, they actually include patterns that mimic um, various animals, like for instance, uh, giraffes, zebras, even dogs. And uh, the crazy thing is that this um, pattern, this um, camouflage pattern, so to say, which have been put into the garment, um, that that leads the camera systems to fail the identity of the wearer. Or, um, on the other hand, sometimes even mistakes them as the respective animal, animal right? Like a giraffe or a zebra, I said. And um, I thought that is that is actually like a smart idea if you don't want to be recognized by such a face recognition system. And um, of course, it, it was a long way to get there. And the people say who developed that that they had like two ways of actually getting there. So either they um, come up with images uh, of all these animals on their clothes directly. So that was would have been the the much more direct way. But the more intelligent way apparently was um, as just described. Uh, creating physical garments with these uh, images woven onto them, like especially the patterns. And um, after their own statement, they were able to fool face recognition algorithms with a success rate of 60 to 90 percent. And um, yeah, it starts at about $400. So if you're interested, um, yeah, just get back to Capable so they can make that possible. So you mean it's not enough, like just printing something on a shirt wouldn't have the effect that their trick is to have this kind of the images woven onto the garments, as you said, that's kind of what makes the difference. Yeah, because I mean, you can also have like very colorful or, you know, like, uh, yeah, colorful patterns uh, just printed on a shirt or something but that has not the same effect right? um, yeah of course you can do that i think so in the end uh, it's the pattern that makes the difference but um on the other hand so they are like a design fashion company right so it has to be um fashion oh no it has to be functional actually so that is the the non-surveillance effect but on the other hand it also has to be like a fashion item right so if you just printed on there it looks probably a bit cheap so what they combined is um, from their point of view the nice fashion look on the one hand with um, the anti-surveillance uh, technology so to say um, on the other hand and that being combined in a unique or at least a very um, special 
piece of fashion. Does it say in the article if that is then a hundred percent kind of reliable? <laughs> no, no, it says sixty to ninety percent. Sixty to ninety. Okay. Well, four hundred dollars then for each, you know, item. I mean, f say for criminal use, <laughs> it's it's potentially worth it. I mean, think of sure. it as more. Yeah, no, I mean, think yeah. of it. It's it's the smartest bulletproof digital bulletproof vest out there it's 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 much i think it's much more unlikely to get shot you know when bank robbers uh burglars or what is it called i don't know um wearing those um bulletproof vests i think it's in, at least in germany it's much more unlikely i would argue to get shot than to be recognized by camera so spending 400 bucks on that or this I think I think I would go with the with the with that design. Yeah, I mean this is just a startup, right? So imagine everybody running around with clothes like these. So um, the world would be a colorful place. That's one thing, and um, the other thing is that uh, if if that is really working, so all the surveillance systems would be totally out of order. So maybe they recognize every one now and then um, one or the other person, but sixty to ninety percent not. So um, that is um, so the whole system is not working any longer. The systems is the surveillance systems actually they are reliable because they recognize 99% of the people, maybe even more. And um, if they have an uh, outage of 60 to 90%, then you can it's, it's not usable any longer. Then you <laughs> there's no use in that. So funny thing, and maybe as I said this is just a startup, just a few, just a bunch of people. If like really big warehouse companies would uh, come to that um, idea or would, would actually adapt that and um, really produce nice garments or nice clothes with all these patterns, right? Like um, a blazer like yours, for instance, or um, like yours, Henrique, so like just a, a blues or a jacket or something. And then you have these patterns on that, maybe a little bit more discreet, not so, not so colorful, maybe not so clashy then um, I could imagine it looks nice and it has the effect that you are more or less invisible to facial recognition cameras. So, um, yeah, would be actually a nice step on the way to privacy. And sustainably produced, uh, like then checking all the boxes. And because uh, I was just thinking, I mean, yeah, if we would wear that, this would be a much col more colorful round here as well, because we're all very black and, and dark colored. But if they manage at one point to create items that are more, you know, also like just one color and you do not see, you know, because it's kind of in the pattern, but it doesn't need the colors to, to work. That would be pretty, pretty amazing. And I think people would buy it then. I mean, then it's also a completely different story to spend this amount of money if this has such an impact on my privacy maybe reminds me a little bit of the um article we once had with um this uh foil i think which actually um makes you invisible right so yeah. in that sense that it bends the light waves around you yeah. and you are like vanishing or disappearing um to the eyes of your of the people in front of you yeah yeah the invisible code well who knows Alrighty, Vincent, did you wanted to add something beforehand or? I know everything I wanted to add uh, was just added by you guys, so I. 
in a meeting i would have taken my hand down mm, okay but then we're perfectly on time um thanks guys for your contributions and for this very first tech review without Tarek. um we miss you dearly Tarek. so come back soon and um for today 